0: Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football
1: game on the road at hisportsfans.com.
0: aloha and welcome to another episode of the rainbow wrap-up yes we are back it always feels like it takes a long time for us to go between episodes but honestly you know life moves so fast moves so fast for me moves so fast for the other two gentlemen and super fans on this podcast Uh, starting with sean iman what's up sean
1: what's up wayne what's up warrior
2: nation
0: And returning to the show, our own
2: LaLao head,
0: Shane Agno. What's up, Shane?
2: Gee, what's up, boys? Good to be back. Nice to see you made it back from your WrestleMania. Oh, yeah.
0: Still wearing my hat if you're, um, you know, (laughs) might share this on socials. But I love this hat. I took it off a mannequin, actually, because... I was in the um, the Rams store, which is also the Charger store. If you go to SoFi, the main store transforms from Rams to Chargers every week, depending on whatever. I don't know how they do it, but it t- it turned into the WWE store for this WrestleMania, and they have this hat. And I went to, and I was I saw it on people outside. I also saw like the knockoffs that, um, you know, the street vendors in LA were selling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was not a bad knockoff, but this one is really freaking cool. Like the front yeah. WrestleMania is like emblazoned. And um, there's a cool um, patch on the side of the hat too, which says like WrestleMania 39. Obviously the theme with the purple and the gold and the black. I mean, not only is it giving Lakers vibes because the LA town, but it's giving very Kobe vibes as well. Um, just like with the style. So I think they knocked it out of the park with this design. And I think a lot of people liked it. So there were two designs and there was like another wrestler and it was actually a cool looking hat. But this one was going really fast. And outside the vendors, I was like in the parking lot where anybody could have gone and walked up without a ticket. At least you could have, you know, gone to the vendors and everything. And there were so many wrestling events going on in L.A. as well from small local um, events that um, my friend. I'm going to shout out my friend Chase Riley, my fellow fellow Kansas City Chief fan. I tailgate with him. He's a huge wrestling fan. He has a wrestling podcast as well. But I got to hang out with him. And he's the kind that knows every wrestling thing that's happening in the whole wide world. And he's like, oh yeah, I went to this place like they had a small show. And I was like, how do you find that? Like, I have no idea. But, you know, there were just so many. There was a WrestleCon, right? Um, gosh, I'm going to deviate again. But he told me this cool story about Rikishi. And I'm going to have to tell the story right now because I don't want to forget. But Rikishi, he's like, Rikishi was the guy I had to pay the most for. Um, for an autograph in his life, he said. He didn't tell me how much. But he said Rikishi charged him the most. And then he goes like this. This Okay, so this is right after WrestleMania. I'm walking out and I finally get to see Chase because I haven't seen him. Um, you know, since he came to LA, we just haven't able to connect. And I was like, okay, I got to see you at least at WrestleMania. So afterwards, like I said, I kind of loiter at SoFi. You know that it's going to be a long time to go to SoFi. Anytime you go to SoFi, that's another pro tip. But it gives you a lot of good time to chat with people. And we hung out and he was like, he was kind of down cuz he wanted Cody to win and he was all at the same time like oh so I got some insider information before and I was like really and he's like yeah so I Rikishi was at a WrestleCon and he's like oos how you got oos and he says it just like that this this Kansas boy right he's like oos he calls him oos right and I'm like so Rikishi and um <laughs> he's like uh, who you got and then he tells him that oh you know i think it's cody's cody's gonna get it he's like i got some insider info i it's gonna be um roman roman's gonna win and he's like no and he's like okay well when roman wins i want you to wear this shirt and he gives him a shirt like a Bloodline shirt and he's like i want you to throw up the one and take a picture and he's like you know i would never do those things i hate i think it's stupid throwing <laughs> up the one <laughs> And he, I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird, honestly. But at the same time, anything anything that's Polynesian related, I'm here for, obviously. But, um, you know, it was kind of cool. So, you know, bringing that Rikishi reference in was kind of cool as well. Um, but, yeah, so that was WrestleMania. And it was, you know, a lot of fun. But I got this hat off the mannequin. It was the last. There were two left, and they were kind of like bus up kind. Like, nobody wanted to buy kind kind. But then I saw the one on the mannequin. I was like, swipe? And then I replaced it with one of them. <laughs> And then I bought it and I was like, yes. So I got there like right, right before it probably started. But, you know, the Lesnar match was first and that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that versus. Uh, almost. Uh, oh, almost. Almost, almost. Yeah. I just think of him as the guy that played basketball. Um, he played Division One basketball, right? Um, so I was like, oh, wow. Um, I forgot about that guy. He's a giant. I mean, he made Lesnar look really small. Um, but yeah that was a cool match scene Lesnar seeing I was like I was thinking of diverticulitis and how he couldn't get in the UFC when he got really sick and I was like it's kind of amazing that Lesnar is still fighting I'm like wow um, but yeah that, that whole night got to see Hell in a Cell so that was kind of cool and Edge like Edge like what the heck that guy was Boy, yeah. relevant when I was still watching he was relevant yeah. um, so that is amazing um, and then the guy he played uh, yeah the um, Demon yeah, demon, $1, demon. $1, I like the demon when he brought his thing out. He's like, ah, I started doing it when he was like ah, ah, and he does that thing where he throws his arms into the air. It looks actually really cool. He choreographed it really well with the entire with the crowd. But you know, wrestling that's the good thing about the experience is wrestling fans are really, really fun. You know, they make they make the event more fun, wrestling fans, because they're you know they're positive, but they're also like they're so interactive. That is a part of the experience. And Vince McMahon knows that it is, right? He encourages people to bring signs and to do these things because he's trying to encourage fans to be into it. And that's the fun part. Um, but yeah, I had great seats next to the stage. I got these limited viewing seats, but they are on the ground. I mean, they're basically floor, but not not even as bad as floor because I, not, I don't want to say floor is bad, but if you're on the floor, you can't really see anything you are standing up. I mean, there are people all with me. I was in the club. I was in the SoFi club. What I'm usually at, at Rams games because so my seats were wider. I had the cushion seats, which you would get in my section. So I was in C 137, which is actually where the Rams come out. Um, the Hawaii Sports Fan section is on the visiting team side. Man, I'm turning this into a Hawaii Sports Fans commercial as well. But <laughs> think about oh, that. Boy. Um, club <laughs> and the thing is, like, um, you know, you get the SoFi amenities. Like, I, I was telling Sh- uh, Shane before we started the show, like, he's like Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, what I love about what I do is help people get the most value, extract the most value of an experience. And with SoFi, I believe, um, you know, the best value is in the club area. And and there's so many areas in SoFi that give great value. But if you're going to only go once, you should get something that's going to get you so close to the field, but also make you feel comfortable, not have you fight so many people for the bathroom lines. You know, those are important things too. When you think about going to a game, it's not just, where you're sitting and believe me there are a lot of narrow seats even the nfl is just like the airlines right squeezing out the economy adding more premium so the club is really where you're going to at least get you know seats and, and that cushion and feel good but i got to sit in those and so even though the stage was kind of too i was to the um i guess i was stage left um i still had the pyros and i had those um rolling marquees which was really cool that showed all the different wrestlers as posters it was it was really fun it's once in a lifetime but maybe we can do it again for hawaii sports fans it was perfect at SoFi, five but i it was just really impressive to see how far the wwe has come and where it's still going now big news obviously is bought by um ufc and um basically 51 percent, 49 percent. i guess wwe so the mcmahon still are going to retain managing i guess of it and most of it but they you know been sold a lot of it off but now they're going to be able to interchange some of the personalities and obviously ronda rousey she also fought at um SoFi as well so that was cool to see her at wrestlemania and also remember her days where she was really dominant ufc fighter and came out of nowhere and was doing judo like no one had ever seen before so i think that um you know sports is entertainment but sports and entertainment can collide and mesh in a way that only wrestling has shown us and it's amazing how many celebrities come through they show the 49ers uh George Kittle was a part of the um the Pat McAfee match right on day on day one where he interfered uh but there are other 49ers there like Hufango which was the who's a first team all pro guy but nobody mentioned that I was like oh fuck is probably I, I, I mean definitely uh Kittle has more of the uh, the name these days for sure but um it was funny that he was standing next to him and they made it seem like it was just like kittles buddies that just happened to be there with him um uh, but that's the thing like wwe can bring in all and they, he knows that to, that that is important right vince mcmahon knows that to give people that experience in the my arena i need to throw some names in there i really thought the rock was going to be there but i think he's been at home in hawaii announced a live action Moana um yeah. which, who knows maybe i could be in it let's, let's throw that out there on here because yeah i do want to be in it. but um you know i think like when the rock just his legacy that he left behind um it's going to continue to have this this uh you know this overlap between hollywood and you know everything i mean it's it's really impressive i mean snoop dogg fighting or getting into that spontaneous fight with the miz who was on mtv i mean you know there's so many um parallels to the world that you know it's crazy you know and i think right back in the day it wasn't like gorilla monsoon the guy that wrote <clears throat> the storylines or
2: freddy prince Freddie prince jr was a writer too yeah oh at wwe yeah because right. he hosts um there's a hmm. on annie every sunday there's a, a show called wwe rivals where they'll talk about the
0: greatest rivalries in WWE and he
2: hosts the show.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I mean, there are so many, I didn't know that Freddie Prinze Jr. Man, that's even more of a obscure uh, fact with WWE, but no, I mean that experience is amazing. Like, and, and honestly, a lot of live events these days are made for the bombastic, you know, ex- displays and really for television and for the angles. Like, and WrestleMania was beautifully shot on television as well, right? Mm-hmm. With the stage and everything. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Great So, set. But
0: at the same time, I think, which was brilliant of WWE was that it was able to still bring that same power. Because you're not hearing, you know, the announcers. And the announcers are, you know, I, I think a pretty big part of the viewing experience, right? Whoever is going, I mean, even though they kind of know what's probably going to happen, they also you know bring that soundtrack that people who watch sports are used to the announcing but when you watch it live there's no announcing it's just like boom boom boom. you know it's like a splash you know so it's like and a lot of crowd reaction but it's still just as good just like watching football live like we don't say like oh we really need to hear the play-by-play or the color (laughs) you know it's like so i think it's important that people stay connected I, i i love the fact that it's we all can connect with it to our childhood as well. And that's part of it. Uh The sports experience as well. That's really fun. So we'll see if UFC can do the same thing. Cause definitely WWE is for kids. And I don't, I wouldn't say UFC is for children. So uh, <laughs>
1: we all watched it this weekend. So no, no, yeah.
0: well, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying yeah. WWE is for everyone though. I'm saying, yeah. but UFC, I don't think people will oh. show their kids UFC. People don't yeah. mind why and that's that, Vince new knows that. Like Vince can f- make that fine line. That's what's kind of brilliant about it all is that he hits we've always we've been intrigued by it from children to the to to adulthood, but that's just like sports itself. But it's always been appropriate, age appropriate, always, right? Football. Yeah. The UFC is not really age appropriate. I mean, it was yeah. uh, for children. I mean, it's not something that I mean, people. I mean not that it's not and not that it's a bad thing to put kids into the sport, but I think just the way that Dana White has created his product, it's not like he doesn't he doesn't market it as a family friendly thing. He markets it for like the he's like he he definitely markets to a certain crowd. So I think like it'll be interesting how it just seems interest just interesting that Vince would relinquish this much. But it was funny, I read something too that um Shane tried to convince Vince to purchase UFC, like in the early 2000s. Did you hear about that oh, as well? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince was like, "Nah, pass, hard pass." <laughs> and then the other opposite happened. Like, it's crazy. Um, but yes, WrestleMania was awesome. I also the day before went to Santa Barbara and hung out. It was Santa Barbara was a very beautiful coastal town in California and um, very beautiful, C- cool history um but also it was a fun game for uh so they played uh ucsb swept them two nights you can hear more about our my game experience with um my co-host jenny we're going to be doing a new volleyball podcast as well but it'd be more like a visual actually we might make it like a show and show we'll see we'll see where it goes like that but make sure you like us on facebook or follow us on youtube because that show is going to be premiering soon but um, it was fun to be there on, uh, you know, a night where UH dominated again, but also there are so many fans and their US, UCSB team just wants to play in the smaller arena. That's where they choose to play in that gym because they like all the noise and it was so it was packed in there and they gave UH a challenge, especially on the second night. So, um, that was a cool experience, but you know, another weekend, but that's, you know, that's what I love doing. It's, it's something that really charges me, gives my life a lot of purpose, but also, You know, it's something that, like I said Is deep in my core is what I love doing That's what Hawaii Sports fans is at the end of the day Something that, you know, is about Doing something for the love of it Because I never want to forget You know, I never, I want to have this memory Forever and that's the, that's what's Most valuable Uh, But with that being said, you know, what we're going to bring back Is a segment that we've Put on the shelf since Football season, but you know what, we're going to Bring it back every show now Because we're going to find a way to I'll work it in, but let's (laughs) cue (laughs) auntie.
1: And
0: it's time for Sean's report
2: card.
1: Okay, so I had the privilege of attending the UH Circle of Honor dinner uh, a couple weeks ago at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. So, I thought it was a a great event, a lot of money in that room. Like, you can just tell, like, these guys got cash. The uh, the ticket that I went on on was like three hundred fifty dollars for the seat at the table, so that's just crazy in itself. So oh, <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, HBM and No Foods for they they purchased the table together and uh, allowed us to sit at the table. So that was great. So the venue, I give an A. Uh, when you entered, you did the you signed in. And then you entered through this like uh, arch, this rainbow balloon, this green and white. They encouraged you to wear green and white. Uh, and then you came out to the courtyard, and then to the left is Diamond Head and all the stuff is set up there. They had uh, cocktails. So the guys would come up and say, oh, you know, you can do the cash bar over there, or I can give give you a free drink here. So we ordered drinks and it was it was a good time. So uh, from it was what an I open bar?
0: The... sorry, did you say it was open yeah. bar. Oh, uh, okay.
1: It was a cash bar. If yeah, if you knew what to do, you could get your drinks through the the servers. So.
0: Oh, but you didn't have to yeah. pay for drinks. You got it for free.
1: It de- it oh. depended, what you. Did oh, okay. Now. Interesting. I got a free Mai Tai. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> where was I gonna go with this? Oh, yeah. It's I came in. I caught, Kamaka Hepo was there. Like he's gigantic. You couldn't miss him. You know, there's lots of administrators. And uh there was like a an athlete or or so on almost every table. So it was, I mean it was cool. Um I give the food a C plus. i will re- the food was just okay. The shrimp was really good, but outside of that, it was just okay. I was kind of hoping for more. I want I really wanted Terry Chicken. Um, the auction items I give a solid like B plus they had like lots of experiences they had like stuff like go to a flyaway to Los Angeles and you could see a Rams game uh, like and then like Neil like, you could hang out with Neil Everett uh, you could do one with like Dusty Baker you could like interview him for like half an hour they had a presidential suite at the Royal Hawaiian for like 20 people so, yeah, there's, and there's, like, lots of other stuff. Like, uh, you can buy, like, a UH, UH polo shirt or a volleyball, like, all this par- paraphernalia for volleyball. So, like, lots of different, like, different levels. So, so that was cool. I, I give that a B+. Plus. Um, table 20, I give an A. I, I I really enjoyed sitting with them. Jaren Akana was on our table, so it was uh, nice to get to know him he's he's in the running for the uh UH athletic director i he was in steven size article so he did apply he applied he applied yes the guy I was wow. sitting next to said you know like said that he's he's he applied so
0: wow okay i love uh, that i love
1: to hear that and i think he's the kind of person that I want to apply. He's that's a big splash.
0: Yeah, definitely, he could
1: do. He could do big. Plus things alumni, for UH. plus former plus student alumni. athlete. Plus, I mean, huge connections. Uh,
0: this is like a USC. Internationally.
1: Yes.
0: This would be like a USC thing to do, and I am here for it because that's what you need that's to all do if right. you want to make the splash. What
1: I'm expecting UH to do is a single or a double at best. Jaron Akana would be a a home run in my opinion, but that I fully don't expect them to do. Well, like Steven Sy said, at least it wouldn't be a base. single. They might get the
0: first base, but it'd be like a walk, but yeah, or a hit, hit by batter. Or something.
1: <laughs> so the, the class of 2021, I wanted to give it an A, but then after thinking about it, you know, Colt Brennan should have been in a long time ago. So I'm going to give it a B minus. And then the class of 2023, I'm fine with most of the class. It's just one dude. I, I think Phil brings the class down. <laughs> so I give it a and it's like, I know, wonder like, who that could be. Right. And I, you know, I don't want to hate on the guy anymore, but it's like, I just don't, the guy is still working and all these people, it's like, this is kind of done after, you know, after some time has passed and I just don't understand why he's, getting in so soon he's still working so that's that's my only gripe you know like yeah he came around i i I didn't like talk to him or anything but yeah he was there so but anybody uh, did did you talk to
0: anybody in particular that you talked to anybody in particular
1: uh i I shook hands with kamaka hepa i i met jaron akana um yeah it's just you know i saw a lot of my our friends dara and jen was running the table and rita was there so it's it was so nice to see everybody dressed up and
0: yeah it looked I, like a really nice I, event
1: from what i understand it's a lot better than having it at the Stan sharp center like you know mm-hmm. if, if you're gonna go after the big bucks you should have yeah. a venue definitely
0: that yeah
1: kind of like like is at that level for sure you kind of give, give people their money's worth so yep. yeah i was like i was i'm honored to to be there i don't know if i'll ever go again but it was just really an honor honor to be there so it, cool. it was really great yeah any that you guys have any sense. questions
2: that makes sense though because it's like when you have your high school prom and you some schools have it at the gym you rather right. have it at one nice <laughs> hotel you know, right? all right where
0: kalani had theirs where kalani had theirs oh, under yeah, the bleachers afterwards getting- you know what i mean
2: we had ours at Hawaiian region. Yeah, we never had, we had a oh,
0: school dad at, at the gym. No way. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think you're right, though, that if you want to attract that class of people. So I, I, and I think a lot of us are in agreement that we are not in that class of people. <laughs> uh, and that's not, you know, I mean, I, I think I we all, get to do really fun things and and even even in the enjoyment of this team we still have ways to have fun even though it's harder every year with more restrictions but like those people are more about like the money and the status and the give so i mean the give is where the status is it's not even like really the fact that it goes seat wait just the fact that they can write it off the fact that they can um say they're a part of it and you know it's a lot of you know, that's a different world. And that's why when it comes to like supporting the team, it's like there's a lot of ways to do it. If people want to donate to the team, Definitely like it. and we talked a bit a lot of we talked about this, especially if you're donating money, you could be like and wanna shout out Michael Kawazoi, who bought a, a lot of tickets for the men's volleyball game to be able to give it a sellout and guys like that who stepped up um because Really, I mean, that's really going to be the change is if, if people like it's great to donate hundred dollars, but if you bought a hundred dollars worth of tickets, it'd probably go a lot further, actually, because at least it would increase the numbers. UH loves to give themselves the sellout, but everybody does that really with a ticket sellout. Um, you know, you, you see the turnstile count the next day. It's not, you know, back yeah. in the day when there was sellout, it was sellout. Remember how I used to go early. You have to go sit down. You have to go find your seat like on Tuesday before the Saturday game do you guys remember that i i mean i remember going to stand sheriff and having to pick the seat because there's general admission but you had to if you if you wanted to make it to friday or whatever saturday you had to come on that earlier day and sit in that seat and claim your seat um and sometimes it was general admission i know that a lot of time it was general admission um in those days in the mid 90s but those days it was like you better be there early because Mm. you got to get your seat um, at least in the Yuval Cots days That's how it was And I, I mean I was going as a kid too By myself my, my mom would drop me off Or me and Brad And you see me and Brad on the I have to show our photo Of me and Brad in that 1995 um, You know picture with. <laughs> but you know that those were the days Of course me and Brad these days Would love to can sit there now But as kids No you don't see kids going by themselves Being able to sit in the front row Like that right behind the service line Because like that's not possible Like you couldn't do that But in those days if you got there early you could and we would run and we, I my, mean, yeah we would have our signs
1: my wife would camp out they would take turns with her and her friends so they could get seats to watch you ball
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah but i mean that's the thing is like it's um it, it, that's that's what those were well, that's what it was like in those days and that's what we talk about when we're talking about this days we're gonna enshrine you why aren't we still doing that? And we have the best team in the country. We've won national championships. We never won a single national championship in that era. I, just to remind people, we didn't win a national championship in men's volleyball until 2002. This was after Yuval Kotz was way long gone. We had another guy called Custerio Carides, who is absolutely a legend within the program. Still, but in Costas, we had him. We had Tony Ching. Um, we had a lot of good players. We had good liberals, So that's really what it was. But men's volleyball is absolutely one of the best programs at UH. By far, far none, and there's so many ways to. Um, it's the you know,
1: premier program right market. now.
0: It is, yeah. really is. But I mean, I don't know if Magnum Pi is really going to be the spice that is that brings out extra. But I don't know. Maybe for you guys, I don't know that. Who does that appeal to? Is my question. I mean, I me because I auditioned for that show, nonstop. Stop, mm. and oh gosh, but you know that's the actor's life. But honestly, who, I don't, I don't know who. I, i'm glad that people watch it it does have universal appeal believe me i never want the show to cancel obviously i'm on the i couldn't film my part because of covid the last time which i didn't really like anyways i was just a neighbor and my neighbor died um but they shot that two years ago um but i do want the show to be around this is not a question of the show itself it's a question of its marriage with uh in a way that i've never seen before like it just seems very strange
1: <laughs> do you how much people do you think that'll bring out like
2: that's, That's, what just cool. stay.
0: That's The first 5,000 get cards, first of all. I'm like, I mean, the uh, thing is, like, people are gonna come for the team anyway. So it's not gonna be
1: Yeah, you don't need to try very hard.
0: You no. don't. And yeah. the thing is, they'll definitely point at whatever number is because of this. That's exactly how UH is gonna paint this picture. When nobody cares, people are gonna come anyways to this game. Like when uh, well, I said that do coin stuff was
1: a real the coin was a real big hit.
0: No, no, for sure. Absolutely. Like, giving stuff like, like yeah. that, but yeah. that that also just got people to be there early. It might not necessarily have more people there because mm-hmm. they only had a certain amount of coins. So yeah. I'm saying, well, what's going to get you to get 10,225 people there?
1: 10,225
0: coins, maybe, and one each. But did they get 10,000? No, they did not. They only got a limited amount that's all they wanted to pay for yeah. so all those people stood in line but those people are going to the game anyways so we're talking about how do you get new people to come to the game very simple ways well, then, and i brought i brought this, this
1: up this is the new marketing guys first swing right
0: i guess yeah. <laughs> is it intriguing you sean no <laughs> i'm shocked yeah so guess what, guys? Because Hawaii, you know, operates in its own little land, but, you know, luckily I get to be on L.A. and in the mainland a lot. Professional teams have themed nights, which are right. very simple to pull off. And now they do ethnic nights. They also do pride nights, which I brought up. There's a lot of those things. All of those things would work in Hawaii. A Filipino Absolutely. night would work in Hawaii, for sure. <laughs> Ilocano, you could even do Ilocano night, Visayan night. You could do every friggin' night for... Filipinos, literally. That's not even a hard thing to do. It's just something that drums up pride. And you can and you can stack those promos, which is what like a lot of baseball teams do. They have all kinds of promo nights. The Dodgers always, it's always a promo night with the Dodgers, right? There's always it's always what night is it? And that's the best thing. Like, how hard is it to create a theme like off the top of your head? And you know, give it justice by making an actual theme night, but also do something that will tie in a group of in the community that'll bring them in Mormon night, which is what the angels had when I was a missionary in orange County in my Vietnamese district, I still got to go to angels games, two angels games, one a year because we had a Mormon oh. night and they'll let, and that's the thing is like, you know, that was the way that the angels were able to gain another fans and a bunch of fans in us, but also fill their seats With relatively cheap tickets and make people feel like they're important like oh it's mormon night and they were like welcome to the mormons who are here in section 429 and we're like ah and like we're like holding scriptures up on signs and everything so you know that's that's a creative way to be able to see how you can tie in all your objectives like creating new fans but um. So this is free advice for the people who are getting paid to do these things. But I know this is just things that happen at other stadiums that are just normal on the mainland, on the continent. Sports promotions have been happening for years. But in Hawaii, you also have to understand people. You have to understand local people. If you don't understand us, if you don't understand our culture, you can't engage us in any way. That's just facts.
2: Had that one student... And he was doing super good. He was making the, for the basketball games, the, and he Jamie. would have Star Wars night, or it would be. Yeah,
0: exactly. But he exactly. was doing
2: super good, yeah?
0: And yeah, like, he was doing well.
2: Coming out in droves. And I was like, "Wow, well, who's planning this?" And it was just like a regular student. Yeah, class.
0: it was him. It was organic. That's why. And I know in a lot of schools that happens. And I he was from he was British, I believe as well. Yeah. And that's why he's used to that kind of fan culture. Even though they don't have college sports in the UK, um, the thing is they have fan culture in in the UK in the form of their football. Obviously, they they're going to not want me to say soccer, even though the word soccer originated there in the UK as well. But um, the thing is. You have to have a mix of what's going to be cool and hip, what's what's relevant right now on the scene, but also something that ties into what local people would like. But when people don't are not at the forefront of minds, average people, everyday fans, and it's hard to create things for them because you, you just don't know. So I don't know, Shane. I didn't, what what kind of I mean what 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 do you think would bring out some? I mean, even for you, Shane. What what do you think would attract people? Oh, what
2: would Use attract your imagination. People? just to uh what just to any sporting event
0: yeah what kind of or a theme night or something even a one-off a one-off like just a one-off night like like i'm saying like a filipino night we talked about that but what maybe it could be like you know i to me i think it would be fun to have a dance afterwards and like they push in the bleachers and people who stick around like make it into a club and like have a like a hot dj or you know something that turns it into like there's already a liquor license there obviously they can sell alcohol so it's like what if we did something you know that was fun like i'm not saying that's even possible i would hope something that simple but you know i'm saying those one-off times don't have to be like the green obviously was a one-off because they weren't going to do that again they weren't going to pay for the green but it was great it was a great swing and that Mm -hmm. was what you're going to bring that's that's relevant the green is relevant the green is also attractive to Gen Xers, Gen Zers, millennials, and probably even a bunch of Boomers—the ones who are cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you gotta know. Even though, but Boomers are the ones who are donating in corporate money, so that's why those are the ones going to those fancy dinners. So that's why you gotta know your audience across your the broad version of the audience. This is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon knows the broad audience. It's not trying to just go for rich people. Rich people are going to show up. Celebrities want to be at his events. Guess what? Poor kids yes. watching on TV dream of one day going to WrestleMania. That's the same thing. That's what Mr. McMahon has created with his reality. And that's what it means to entertain someone. That's what it means to engage a fan. That's what it means to hook them forever. And we re- realize that one day, this little kid who's watching on The Scrambler right now is getting my product for free. But maybe one day, he'll pay all this money to go watch... It live at SoFi Stadium. That's literally how Vince McMahon thinks when he creates a product. And he also thinks about making money. Don't, don't get me wrong. This guy loves money. But you can't be that successful without, obviously, knowing and connecting with your audience. And even though he's a super rich guy, he's a Trump dude. He's a Trump-level guy for sure. And a Trump friend. Mm-hmm. He, right. he, can, he can appeal to everyone because... He just knows how to push the right buttons in a way. And he, and he, you know, he massages it, right? When when the steroid thing happened. I'm not saying Vince McMahon has been perfect in the years. I'm not saying he's even a, a great guy. But I'm saying, like, he's been exposed in a lot of ways, too, for just treatment. And you guys watch all the behind-the-scenes thing, the Bret Hart thing, the Owen Hart thing. I and mean, there are a lot of situations where it could have been the end of Vince. A guy, yeah, falling from the, the rafters. It's like, how did that not end the company right there? You know, it's like... right it's crazy so that's the what i'm show went saying you have to that. you have to know yeah and the show kept going so i i think yeah that's right that show even then even then that night right even went on so that's crazy i mean so that's what i'm saying like vince did some cutthroat things as well i'm not saying he's it's not about glorifying music man but that's just pointing out the fact that that type of marketing is that the the wrestling does is geared to connect with fans To connect with the people who are in the audience because they're a part of the ambiance too can you imagine if like you know it's like there's just a bunch of people that and the thing is those fans are paying that big money too it's not like Vince is not charging a lot of money Vince is charging a pretty penny but he knows he's still going to get those people to do it because a lot of us are living out our fantasies too as kids watching Wrestlemania especially watching it live I mean the guy with the next to me I think tapped out I drank his He bought like all these extra beers, and then he kind of fell into the into the aisle too. So, but he was like, "Bro, my nine, I am like nine years old again." I was like, "Bro, I get you, I get you. Believe me, I get you. This is like insane. Like, I was like, I can't believe I have WrestleMania. This is freaking insane." I was like, "I never thought I would. You know, it's like going to Super Bowl. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's like you just never know. I mean, Super Bowl is way more expensive than WrestleMania, but WrestleMania is that where it's a large event." where you know vince made it such a big event i mean just having something on pay-per-view like that like i used to talk about and i brought up wrestling before right when we talked about pay-per-view with uh football it's like when i think of pay-per-view i'm thinking about like the early ufc days and you know SummerSlam and survivor series or rumble i'm thinking about wrestling like the things that would make me want to you know have 29.95 or whatever it cost back in those days to watch it because it, it told me it was just made it such a premium event. And like they added so much sauce to, you know, the event that it was like, wow, you know, it's like, this is, this is the next level event. And that's what a WrestleMania has always been. Um, even now watching my highlights from my phone of the Cody Rhodes versus uh, <clears throat> Roman Reigns fight. There are so many takedowns. There are so many really great parts where the drama was really right. Orchestrated in a way that was huge. But that was all because they know the fans are building up. There's energy that's palpable. Like the wrestlers are so smart, right? They know like the moments. They like it's they're like playing the orchestra. They're just like the guy that came out that was actually playing the for what's his face? But I'm saying, like, that's a cool thing. And that's how you engage fans, really, overall. Um, but with that being said, we do have to introduce a new segment yes. and um, you know, the, this guy has been talking about how he's turning a new light to positivity. He's <laughs> trying to be more positive. So we call this Lalo Head's Moment of Positivity.
2: Oh. oh. oh.
0: Take it away, Lalo Head. Uh,
2: well, <clears throat> this week's Moment of Positivity is not a, not a tough one. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked that we got a commitment from that QB out of Bishop Gorman uh, Micah Alejandro I know it's uh, still a little early I know there's a lot of poaching that can be done I know that we shouldn't get excited till we see him sign on that dotted line till he's actually on campus on the team practicing but just the fact that um we can still attract these type of caliber players even without in that, with our stadium situation and how, you know, we're still basically rebuilding this program. It, it's, it gives us hope that we can still attract kids of this caliber. And, um, you know, his, his stats are no joke. I mean, 75% completion rate. Uh, 53 touchdowns, to two interceptions, uh, national Sheesh. junior, of the Year, which is uh, same award that Trevor Lawrence and Bryce Young won. So I mean, there's 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 hope, guys. Just please stick to your commitments. Thank you. Namaste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I thank you for that moment of positivity i agree i think hawaii needs diamonds in the rough and he could be one i mean like you said we don't know but he does fit a lot of the mode i like the vince passes gave him you know his his seal of approval and talked about him being like tua um which is a big comparison obviously when you throw away i throw around a name like an nfl quarterback but yep. i think I don't know. how. What is his size? He looks like he's, like, 5'10". Yeah, he's is
2: 5'10". That's, yeah, it's a little bit... 5'10", big. so he's
1: maybe 5'8". <laughs> but, I mean, not, I looks- got, I got to. I got to see him play. Uh, yeah. You know, when they came, Bishop Gorman came and played uh, St. Louis, you know, he, he threw five touchdowns. I was really impressed by the offense. I was just noting... Like man, this this kid, they were slinging it all over the field. He was like eighteen of twenty two, and he had five touchdowns. So I mean, like I, I can't wow. be very impressed with him. Yeah, yeah. They they destroyed St. Louis here. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really happy when we got him. i I think he's a great fit for the run and shoot and like what mm-hmm. we're gonna do here. So.
0: I'm excited. So do, you know what, do you know what I'm thinking about? I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this moment of positivity because but think of this as think of this Uh-oh. as hyper positivity. Is that I really see him as a candidate for someone that's gonna be really good as well that will enter the transfer portal because he'll want to play oh, in a bigger yeah. program. Oh and that's well, gonna be the hard there. thing with I transfer thought. portal as well. Oh, I
2: see. Is that that teams? I could
0: see that yeah. happening for sure. Yeah. Oh
2: you will have, like, a okay. super good season. Oh, I want bigger and better things.
0: No, no, I, I, I mean, that's, that's going to be normal for kids for ever. Yeah, that's going to be reality yeah. for everybody. It's not just for UH. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: But because of UH's situation in the Mountain West and, you know, not being cracked 12 not having that kind of money, and looks like SDSU, another team, on the other hand, is moving up. And definitely their basketball mm-hmm. team success is going to be adding to their football team success as well.
1: What more do they have to do? They've done everything. <laughs> that game needs to... Just a not be a state school. Well. They really... It's,
0: it is the thing. It is the Cal State-UC thing. There's like... UC is definitely harder to get into and the Cal State are the, the next level. So they think of themselves as superior. So if Berkeley has to share now with San Diego State, they went from being partners with UCLA to now with San Diego State. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> what in the world? But San Diego State has earned it, obviously.
1: And they have a, well, a, a big fan base. There's uh, rumors of them to the Big Twelve. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, head. I mean, they I mean, added, you you brought... uh,
2: Mountain West added Montana. You guys saw that? What
0: for what? All sports.
2: I, I swear. No football. I swear was What?
0: Montana. Uh,
2: that was an April Fool's
0: joke. No, probably April Fools joke. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> what?
1: They're replacing what? us already.
0: No, nobody's <laughs> just making any kind any kind claims uh, on this show, you know I what mean. I mean?
2: Montana. <laughs> I
0: mean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> April Fools. I got, oh,
2: I got April Food. Uh, that would have been a
0: huge that would have been a big news that's kind of a that was like montana yeah, no
2: you know i i mentioned it and then as th- right after i mentioned it I was like wait that was only on twitter how come i didn't get like any news notification I was like, oh. yeah
0: that would have been on the espn now that, that's a big thing that's not like a that's not like a conference that would be a big thing
2: Oh, I thought I didn't get any April food this year. I got April food. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool.
0: <laughs> I went to Missoula, Montana when UH played um, men's basketball in the Spokane uh, NCAA basketball. I went to Missoula, Montana, and that's an interesting campus. Um I don't think they're ready for the Monte West. Definitely not ready, but I, I, it was an interesting area. Montana is very beautiful. It's a very beautiful state as well. Um, but, yeah, that is definitely April Fool's on that. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but in any case, um, no, for you, you that's your moment of positivity. It is good that you are turning this, this light because – we, we is hard at UH and making it harder and harder and harder on us, and it's their fault. But you know, it is what it is. Um, and you know, and there are still people that will swear that things are turning up. Like, and I know we we if if those people could have ten thousand more like them, or not even ten thousand, you're going to need at least hundred thousand more like them to be able to get the ratios into the stands. Then I'd be fine with that. But. Like we said, it speaks for themselves when it talks comes to facilities and everything. But it is a positive thing when people will still come despite all of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I think that speaks to Timmy's relationship with Vince Passis as well. Obviously, you know that's and that's another reason why I was shocked
1: right. Connection. when
0: the when the offensive coordinator was not a St. Louis person because that just seemed very obvious to me. Now we have two offensive coordinators. One of them was raised on the mainland or two. One of them is from Hawaii. One of them is local, but really not, you know, raised on the mainland. The other one is a dude that we didn't, we don't really know. So, I mean, we still don't, even after this year, we don't, we still don't know what the identity is. or uh, Offensive philosophy is, even though at towards the end of the year, when um, Timmy started taking the reins more, we started seeing more elements Mm -hmm. of run and shoot. So, It'll be interesting. There's co-offensive coordinators and Timmy Chang giving input. So, three people giving input on the plays, basically. Um, but it'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. So, I think this guy fits into what St. Louis runs. So, hopefully, that's the plan, is to run more what St. Louis does. But, I mean, what, what do you think about our current situation right now at quarterback, Shane? Hmm. Uh...
1: Uh, Are we still being positive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, the moment the moment passed us. But, uh, I mean, I think, like, you know, this guy, can he play right away? I don't think he's graduating this Is he graduating this year or is he going to pay no, for next year? No, he
2: uh, – well, he said he – He. Yeah, he's only a junior. Next year, yeah. It wouldn't be this season it would be for next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't know. You know, we didn't talk about spring, really. Did anybody even really catch –
1: much of yeah. spring. I wasn't able was, to go to practice. Yeah, yeah,
2: I wasn't able to go either. They so, didn't have yeah. a spring game. Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's it. No spring game. We didn't have that island day. That yeah, a lot of people look forward to that. You know, spring game day. And I really was looking forward to one because last year's one I missed it because I had COVID. It's like, Jeez. oh man, they didn't have one this year. So, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, remember when Rolovich was playing and he was really junk when he first played? (laughs) And then when he had to come in for an injured Timmy Chang, I was like, holy crap, this is like the most improved player I've ever seen in my life. Because he was Mm. like not too good. And all of a sudden he was like super good. Yeah. So I, yeah. I I'm hoping that um Shager or Yellen can because I have a lot of friends that are really sold on Yellen and say, nah, this gonna be the guy, this gonna be the guy. I'm like, Bro, did you did you did you and me see the same thing last year? I don't know. I wasn't impressed with Yellen <laughs> at all. Last but they're saying I gave him time. He didn't know the offense, this and that, which is true. I mean, mm-hmm. he was still trying to get his feet wet, trying to get comfortable with everything. But um, uh, I think Shager has the potential. I just think uh, he's missing something that... And I don't know what it is. That it factor.
0: Yeah. He, and you it know? is. It's hard to put, put a yeah. stamp on it.
2: Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't have like Colt Brandon had that it well, yeah. it's, it's kind of unfair
0: to to compare anyone But I mean a lot of, I, I it's more of that instinct like when you know somebody's breathing down your back and you're like how does you know quarterback some quarterbacks just know right they they it's like yeah. they have eyes in their back of their head but yeah you know it's like a it's also like a moxie like a way that you can stand in the in in the huddle and take charge there's a lot of it's a is a charisma that goes into it and you know, and then that's why, you know, like we talk about bringing back in wrestling again. I think like Roman Reigns <laughs> is a, a good example. I don't think he's a good actor. A stay. Sorry, Roman. Uh, don't beat me up. You could. Um, but he... <laughs> but he has it. He, he like has a presence. That's why he doesn't do much, right? When he walks in, he stands there.
2: Yeah, the way... I don't even know
0: what in. he thinks about. I mean, he doesn't... He doesn't even look like his eyes are even deep thinking. He's just like... Because he's attractive. He oozes like a masculinity. He's like, he has, he has like muscles, but he also just, you know, doesn't, he's just very even keeled, right? It's like, there's so many people that cheer for him, right? I mean, how many heels get, is it like 50 50? I mean, it's basically 50 50, I would say. I don't, Hulk Hogan days, it was like, it was like 97% Hulk, 3% yeah. Andre the Giant. Like, that's who the I heck cheered saying, for the people against him, you know? That's
2: what I was just telling my wife. Like, back in the day, like, you... Everybody wanted Hulk Hogan to beat Andre the Giant. Yes! I, it was a, You yes. knew who was a good guy, and you knew who was a bad guy. When you watch wrestling now, like you said, it's 50 feet. Like, half of yeah. the people were cheering for Roman, half of the people were cheering yeah. for Cody. So it's like, bro, I don't, like...
0: Yeah. What is it here? Where is it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But at Raw the next day, I think you could tell most of the people were not on Roman Reigns' side because probably because of the way he cheated and stuff. Because the majority of the crowd on Monday Raw, you could tell were not cheering for Roman. (laughs) They were cheering for Cody. Yeah. 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 But yeah that's that's like you said, wrestling knows how to put on a good show they know how to market, they know how to you know what I mean a fan experience that's that's how you get fans engaged, yeah, so it's not the wins, it's not the losses, obviously, because the the, the our attendance was dwindling when Wolloby mm-hmm. was winning, but it's just you know it's just the and the fact that. Like, like, here we go. We're going to talk about the scoreboard, right? We, they can't even figure out the damn scoreboard at TC Ching. That's part of fan experience. If we yep. can't see the yes. damn time, we can't see the damn score. That's yep. part of fan experience. It's, basic it's the little things. Yeah, basic things. We got to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, I, the latest, I just saw this thing saying now um, Green said... The stadium yeah. will be ready by 2028. <laughs> 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 oh, Wait, what? When did uh, he say this? Yeah, okay. I just saw this the news article. It said green new stadium will be ready for 2028
0: season. Is that supposed what to be good news new new or new? bad news? I'm so confused. Oh, like it was said in such a way that was God. supposed to be good.
2: And uh, they were interviewing Dave Reardon today on ESPN. And he made a good point. He said, you know, with inflation now, like pricing, right? Imagine what you had to pay for stuff five years ago, whether it be food, clothes, whatever, and what you got to pay for now. So he's saying, think of the stadium in the same way. The longer you take, the more expensive the stuff. That's why I keep shrinking.
1: That's why I keep shrinking. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so you say yeah. hurry up already. Yeah, from
1: 35, we're what, down to like 25 now. Yep. So,
0: I think at this point, you, we try and restore a low stadium in some way. Mm-hmm. Just put the money into yeah.
2: something. some kind of they new structure
0: that can uphold the current, at least yeah. from the blue down, the blue seats down, because that's all we really need. And then slowly fill in with concrete or something. I mean... There's gotta be a way to
2: Yeah, because the other comment he made, it kind of I kinda was like, oh good point. He said, you know, the more they concentrate on trying to make this thing perfect, the less perfect it's gonna be. So he's like, just just wait. We lost Wayne. He's there. Oh (laughs) no you're back
0: no i'm back i'm back i'm back see we're, we're, we're playing with this different sometimes it's just two three when we go to a visual podcast where well, we're trying to do more of that but even everything that we're sharing yeah, we'll be able to see on our instagram we're trying to share some um some videos so yeah it's kind of moments some moments but yeah what shane what you're saying is true i mean from dave but the problem is i don't think that it was ever something that or green really wanted was this nascent idea i don't think it's something that they either one of them wanted um the p3 partnership i mean glenn wakai really spearheaded this he got the go but then when people are auditing them and they're like how did you spend what was it 34 million dollars already like yes now people are saying like why did you spend all that money planning something that we might not even using when we could have just been putting that into a stadium from the very beginning yeah, and that is the biggest issue is that UH, I mean, the state of Hawaii, in, in that they're all in the same, and that they run so inefficiently and uneffectively. I mean, they're not they're not run in a way that any even rational profit seeking corporation would run. Everything is just run politically, bureaucratically, not for a purpose of trying to really grow anything. It's just to keep going lasting through a term and then retiring and maybe getting inducted into something maybe or winning some awards
1: it wasn't like this with aloha stadium right all this stop start stop start
0: i mean that's a long time ago i mean this is this is a different day and age now i mean there was there was also a lot of more land and they had to move graveyards back in the you know so i'm sure it was a different process but the thing is what hasn't changed is that that's still the state's land It's their land, state land. Well, they stole it from Kamehameha, but, um, you know, the thing is that land is um, they don't have to, they don't want to relinquish some of the like sovereignty over the land, right? By like giving these long-term leases to these private companies. But if they had an action for politician or a leader who is truly knew what a, what a good stadium would look like and a charismatic leader and that man, I wonder if that person could emerge one day. Um, then we could have just started building the stadium right away off the bat. It's just like with rail. Other places have rail. I go to Taiwan, they have high speed rail. Like this is not, this is not a, this is not a new concept. This is like old concept, but in Hawaii we're still finding it. And by the time they did it, we used old technology and we wasted it salaries on people on consultants. So it's like everything is waste upon waste upon waste upon waste because that's how Hawaii is run. And so is the department. So is the school. They're not run in effective ways for the people. They're run to satisfy prof people that are making money or people that are in cush jobs so they can hold on to their retirements and their status. That's what it's made. And that's the sad part. So unfortunately, we can't end on the best moment of positivity, but at the same time, I mean, we keep it real because we know what it's like to experience a good fan experience. I mean, I don't want to be redundant, but that's what this is. This is a fan show. It's about how, you know, I am talking about my experience going to Santa Barbara, even there at their school, the small big West school. That's the thing in the big West. Hawaii really should be dominating the big West where we, we should be dominating everything really. Amen. But the thing is, like these, even these small schools, I learned a lot from their experience how they engage fans. UC San Diego, they have really beautiful facilities, so they have ways that they can cross over, um, you know, the student body to get them to go. And like UCSB, even on spring break, they had a lot of people there. So there's a you can other schools are showing that they can do it with less resources. UH needs to find a way um, to to get to get more people, and it's it's something that. You know, I think it's just going to keep taking time. But like we said, if anything is positive, Jaron O'Connor, I think that's a positive to hear that he applied. I think he's a guy that has a lot of business savvy. He is already a big name on the scene. I mean, he's like uh, DeAndre Jordan's agent. Um, so, you know, he is somebody that could to bring in really big money, really big connections, really big sponsorships, which really uh. Needs more nice. than just money. They need sponsors. They need they need like nice gear that they can sell to their fans. Any things that they can engage fans. They need money to to do promos that will bring people in. You gotta spend money too to make money. You cannot just expect people are gonna show up. If you want, you know, even if you gotta pad the numbers a little bit for tickets, like find a five-dollar promo item that is gonna be really cool. Look at Lally, Shane's Lalo head, how long that lasted. <laughs> and that from being a promo night but that wasn't cheap i mean they had to definitely invest in that so you got to find some things um ways that you can engage your fans and in many different ways but mahalo for joining us for this episode we're about an hour and that's perfect um please connect with us hsportsfans.com we got some big tours coming up Men's volleyball, big West tournament. Last minute. You want to go be there. UH needs to get this automatic qualifier to get to the NCAA tournament, even though they're number one in the nation can never rely too much on a resume. So you want to be there. You want to be in my, you know, my second home. SoCal, and, uh, you know, a place that I love to take people around to. We'll we'll do some things. Um, we also got Nashville, Tennessee, and oregon coming up in Ooh. the football season so please connect because we have a great tour especially in nashville i can't wait i i'm on talking all country but really i'm <laughs> really excited to go to these honky and all these other things that we're going to do it's gonna be so fun um but also you know it's gonna be faster than we know it's already april we're gonna have the nfl draft coming in and once the nfl draft comes We'll have the schedule release finally, which is like Christmas. I mean, I love the schedule release day. It's like one of my favorite days. Um, And then we'll be able to even put more detail into more of our tours. So just stay alert with us. Please join our email list, hisportsfans.com, or connect with us on social media, Instagram, at hisportsfans, and Twitter as well, because then you'll get up-to-date stuff. And I always like to um, share some specials just for Instagram So it's like you got to be there on Instagram or on Facebook to be able to see it. And sometimes it's last minute stuff because that's how the world works very quickly sometimes. So we're always looking for those people who are ready to make that jump right away. Uh, Mahalo for joining us for Sean and Shay. This is Wayne. We'll see you next time. Aloha.
2: Stay positive. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.
0: Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but you just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug. that's the difference that Hawaii sports fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience it's going to be a lot of VIP amenities of course wherever we go because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii sports fans Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun and that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out HISportsFans.com HISportsFans or check us out on social media at H.I. Sports Fans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us, come connect with us, and come join us on the road. Because There's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now. And it just keeps getting better.